Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Amen. All right, I'm going to start as usual. The previous time I started with a story, I am going to start with another story. So when I was a young kid, I was really into teddy bears, all kinds of teddy bears, small ones, big ones. And um, back then, uh, there was one occasion that McDonald's Malaysia released a series of uh, very cute teddy bears with their Happy Meals. Um, It came as a a set. So with every Happy Meal, you get two bears, a boy and a girl one, and they came in uh, matching pairs. XTV, maybe you can help me uh, show. Um, So there are actually 14 14 different um, sets. I'm not sure if any one of you remember this uh, and you know about this, but yeah, it was a big thing back then. Trust me, it was like super hyped up. <laughs> so you, if you were interested in collecting the bears, you would you know, take notice of, okay, which week was uh, which set, you know, which ones are coming out. And every few weeks, uh, McDonald's would release like a new set. And so, of course, being you know, the, the teddy bear um, collector that I was, of course, I wanted all of them. I needed to have, needed, okay, needed to have all of them. Um, and I don't remember to this day, what was in the Happy Meal? Like, what was in the meal? Like, who ate the meals? I don't know. Was it me, my family? I have no idea. I can't remember. But what I remember for sure was that I told my parents I need to collect all of them. (laughs) So if you look at um, the top uh, to your left, the top left, there are two, the wedding bears. That was the most popular. And that was the last uh, set to be released in this collection, okay? So when the weeks rolled around for this um, wedding bears, I told my dad, like, I need to have this. I need to complete my collection, okay? <laughs> this is the week, this is it, we need to do this. And so because it was so popular, a lot of McDonald's outlets actually ran out of the bears. So my dad, I made sure that my dad went to all the different locations, <laughs> just to look and check if there were any stock available. So thankfully, um, he found a place, I don't remember which one, he found a McDonald's that had them available, uh, queued for a long time, and finally I got the bear. So as you can see, I got what I wanted, I collected them all, (laughs) and to this day, it is still there. So actually, this picture is um, a picture that I asked my mom to uh, take for me a couple of days ago. <laughs> so it is still back home, and you can see maybe it's a little bit dirty now because you know, I was playing with it when I was younger. But yeah, I really wanted to collect them all. I needed them. So thanks, mom, if uh, you are listening. <laughs> and dad. Yeah, maybe you are um, not into teddy bears or stuffed toys like I was. But I'm sure at some point in our lives, we've all wanted something, you know, needed something really, really, really badly, craved for it. Maybe it's that plate of nasi lemak or chicken rice from Mama Don. Hmm? Sound familiar, anyone? Or maybe it's um, that job, you know, that you're, you're, you're waiting for. Or maybe you've been longing to go on this holiday that you've planned and waited forever and that you really just need to go, I need to go. Or, don't, I don't know, there's like so many, different <laughs> so many different things that we long and need for, right? And just like me with the teddy bears, when you want something, you'd go 
all out. You put in 100%, 150% just to make sure that you get that thing that you want. Right? But how many of us know that above all of that, all of that is good. You know, we want a relationship, we want a job, we want uh, good grades. All of that is good. But the one thing that we should all want and we should have a desire for more than any of our earthly possessions yeah. is God. Yeah. And that is the one person that can truly, truly satisfy our souls. So today, that is what I want to talk to us about. I want to give us some encouragement and reminders to help us desire and seek God more. So the title of my message is The Parable of the Plant. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so you may be wondering, wait, wait, wait. You just told me about teddy bears and chicken rice and now plants. What is going on? Where's the connection here? So I hope you bear with me uh, and, and you go, go along with me and I hope you will see how it all connects. Okay? Um, before I, I jump into any of the points, um, let's just dive into Scripture and see what it says about desiring God. So there are two um, Scriptures that I want to point us to today. The first one is in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39. If you have your Bibles, please uh, do turn there. Otherwise, uh, we also have it up on the screen. And just to give a little bit of context as well, um, in this passage, Jesus was teaching. He was teaching and talking parables to his disciples, to anyone who would listen. Um, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law that came to ask him a bunch of questions, uh, wanting to trip him up, thinking that they could uh, see how he responds and, and maybe um, you know, send him to jail for responding in the wrong way. But uh, one of the questions that the Pharisees asked was, um, what is the greatest command? So this is what Jesus responded to the Pharisee. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So the second um, scripture that I want to point us to today is found in Psalms 27 verse 4. And this was written by King David. And it says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Amen. So coming to my first point, or my first question, my points are going to be uh, questions. So I have three points, so I have three questions for us today. And the first one is, what do you need? So in the past three and a half years um, that Gareth and I have moved to London, I've uh, slowly started amassing a plant collection and have become what some of you may recognize as a plant mum. <laughs> so it started out uh, with one plant that we received as a gift when we moved here uh, three and a half years ago. And uh, XT will help me show you the plant. It's the little teeny tiny one, so not the yellow plant, not the yellow flower. The teeny tiny one in the white pot there. Um, that was the first plant that we had received. 
And over time, over the next you know, three years, uh, it gradually grew. My collection grew into... The next slide, please. Um, yeah, a mini garden, maybe. Uh, it, it has grown to several shells and trolleys uh, of plants with uh, some light there that you will see. Yeah, so that is the state of my house right now. <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, you know, plants like us, they have needs as well. They need sunlight, they need water, they need nutrients uh, to survive and grow. And when they need something, they will grow in that direction in order to seek for that thing. So XTV, if you can help me go to the next picture. So this is that same plant, that teeny tiny one from three and a half years ago, and it's now quite, quite big, uh, yeah, quite, quite big and hefty. And if you look at the direction of where the stem is growing, it's actually sort of tilted to one side or leaning to one side. It's because it's reaching towards the source of sunlight where it can get more sun. I'm not sure if you can see very well, but the leaves, the, the top ones are also facing inwards uh, towards that way because that's where, um, obviously not in this picture, but where I put them uh, near the window, that's where uh, it is growing towards. For plants, sunlight and water is not optional. They need it to survive. Without any of those things, they will die. There are no other options. Friends, what do we realize that we need God in the same way that plants need sunlight and water? Do we realize that God is the one person that can satisfy us and fulfill our needs and sustain us? You know, sometimes we think that God is optional. Church is optional. Prayer and devotion, only when I need God, but otherwise, it's not important. You know, there's some of these um, things that I'm going to share, uh, that I'm going to say later that may, may sound uh, familiar, or you've said it before. I've definitely said these things uh, at one point in my life. I need to focus on my exams now. Um, you know, I do, my, my studies are really important. I'll go to church in the next few weeks when my exams are over, when I'm free. Or you may have said this before, I want to excel in my career. I want to focus on you know, uh, getting this promotion. So I need to spend more time at work. God will understand anyway, you know. God is always there. I'm busy. He will understand that I'm busy. Or I've also personally said things like, let me finish this first. I need to finish this task, then I will go back to God. Sometimes we get so caught up with all these needs, all these things that we need to do, yeah. that we forget that in order to fully satisfy our heart and satisfy our soul is God. It's not more riches. It's not more things. It's not more promotions, more acknowledgement. It's God. And just as we read in Matthew 22 earlier, Jesus said that our first priority the first thing, the very first thing that we need to do above all else is to desire God, to love Him with our all, with all our heart, with all our soul, and all our mind. You know, this year, the theme for our church is God is able. We always say that, yeah, God is able. But before we can even start to ask God to fulfill our hopes and dreams and desires, let us first desire God for who He is 
desire Him because He is God, not because He can answer our prayers, not because He can grant us different things, but just to desire Him and love Him for who He is. You know, King David wrote that Psalm 27, verse 4. And as a king, he had everything. He had a kingdom, he had wealth, he had fame. And if you can equate that to modern times, think of like a big successful CEO of a company. You have, you know, uh, good revenue, you you have a lot of stores in a lot of different locations. But for King David, the one thing that he desired above all else was to dwell in God's house and to behold his beauty. Not because he wanted uh, God to answer his prayers. God did, but that was not the point. His point was he just wanted to be surrounded daily by God's presence. So this year, can I encourage us, church, to desire God more? Let's long for God's presence to fill our hearts, to fill our minds, and to fill our soul. You know, just like the plants reach out towards the, the, the force that can sustain them, whether it's light or water, let us also reach out, gravitate towards that one source that can sustain our life. So we know that we need God, right? We know that we should love God. But how do we know? How do we know if we're loving God with our all? How do we know that we're putting Him first above everything else? Which leads me then to my second point, or my second question. Are you healthy? So plants... Um, for those of you that have uh, house plants as well, you know this. They have some kind of a schedule. Every now and then, you need to water them. Yeah. You need to put them in sunlight. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, give them some fertilizer yeah. so that they have enough nutrients to grow, yeah. right? So how do we know if a plant is healthy or unhealthy? We look for some visible signs. So if a plant is healthy, you know, the leaves are green, they're very bushy, the stems are very strong, there are no pests or any disease, right? And similarly, how do we know if it's not doing so great, it's not doing so hot, and it doesn't, you know, how do we know that the plant doesn't have what it needs or doesn't have enough of what it needs? It starts to show us some signs as well. Maybe XTV can help us. Yeah, so that is one plant. I don't know if you can see, but the little uh, leaf on the right side is starting to brown and yellow. You look at all the other ones are kind of pointing upwards, are strong and healthy, but the one on the side is kind of like limp, turning yellow and brown. So that is one of the signs that we know something is not right. And if we don't treat it soon enough, it will stop growing and it may even eventually begin to die. So what about us? You know, plants have these outward um, appearances that it can tell you whether they're healthy or not. So how do we know uh, how we are doing inside? How do we know how we're doing spiritually? How do we know if we are loving God with our all? So we don't have any, you know, colors that can change on our skin. Uh, We can't tell if someone is doing all right or not inside. But maybe, just maybe, for those of you with an iPhone, uh, you know how it gives you like a weekly summary of uh, how much screen time you've been spending uh, on certain things? Maybe that may be a a physical way for you to see 
um, you know, whether you're spending uh, more time with the Bible app or are you spending more time with Instagram and TikTok? Ooh. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's, that jokes aside, um, let's look again at um, Matthew 22, verse 39. You know, Jesus gave the, this command to love God with your all. And the second command that he said is to love your neighbor as yourself. And he says this again, um, I, don't, I didn't ask XTV to, to put this up, but he says this again in John 21, verse 15 to 17. And the context is that he was um, having a meal, having breakfast with his disciples. Um, and after having breakfast, you know, he asked his disciples, he asked Peter and the disciples, do you love me? He asked that question three times. And Peter responded three times as well. You know I love you. But Jesus said that if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, tend my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. So coming to a practical example, how do you know if you know, your parents love you or not? For me, coming from a Malaysian Chinese family, uh, my dad is a typical Malaysian Chinese dad that is a man of very few words, but he shows his affection and love through his actions. You can ask Gareth, every time we go back home, he'll make sure that you know, there's food, uh, things that we really like to eat, things that we like to drink, make sure that there's more than enough. I'm sure you're your parents, uh, uh, yeah, and getting McDonald's um, and the teddy bears for me too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure your parents uh, are like that as well. You know, sometimes they tell you, and they tell you that they love you, but you also see that they love you because they do things for you whether it's to buy you a meal or to take you to guitar lessons, piano lessons, or to you know, allow you to come abroad to, to study. Those are the different ways that you know, our parents show us love. So similarly, when we say that we love Jesus with our all, it should produce some kind of a response. It's not just us saying, yes, Jesus, I love you, but it's not just lip service, it's a call to action. So in Jesus' second command, to love people, to love his lamb and his sheep, it means to love others. So how do we know what our spiritual health is like? How do we know, coming back to my original question, how do we know if we are loving God with our all or not? So we need to check, you know, whether our love for others have increased or decreased lately. Have we become impatient, uh, grouchy with, with people around us? Um, in Malaysia, there's this uh, phrase called tida apa, which means like indifferent, like eh, I don't care. Um, are we treating others in this way? Or maybe you see your emotions start to change. You become cold and numb towards everything. You don't care. Uh, you feel more self-centered. There's envy. You feel spiteful. Or maybe you start seeing that you know, your mind is always filled with different thoughts, anxiety, fear, worry. When we don't let God occupy our hearts and minds, something else will. When you love God with your heart and mind, there's absolutely no space for any of these things to come into your heart or mind. You know, instead of feeling envy, envy or fear or, or worry, 
you know, you will start feeling love. You will start looking at others with compassion, with kindness. So the question that I have for all of us is, what is occupying our heart and mind? Which brings me to the third point, or the third question that I have for us. What will you choose? So you know that when you give a plant all that it needs, whether it's sunlight, water, or nutrients, it will take time before you start seeing results, before you start seeing any growth. It's not instantaneous. And sometimes, you might need to even repeat the cycle a few times, you know, water a few more times, um, give it a fertilizer a little bit more, or maybe even uh, give it a, a good dose of bug spray just, just to be safe before you actually see um, anything happen, any change happening. So for plants, waiting doesn't mean that nothing is happening. No, underneath the soil, the plant is growing roots. Uh, it's beginning to soak in the water that you gave it, the nutrients that's in the soil. And the leaves are you know, taking in the sunlight, photosynthesizing and all that, uh, making sure it has enough energy in order to grow. So, what do we do when we are waiting for growth? Let's uh, return to Psalms 27 verse 4, the one that we read earlier. And what King David says is to dwell in God's house. And he says, all the days of my life. So dwell, that means every day to dwell in God's house and to inquire in his temple. So in other words, it means that while we are waiting, it doesn't mean that we're not doing anything. But this is an encouragement for us to spend that waiting time rooting down and dwelling in God's presence and spending time with God's community and God's people. You know the word inquire? It means to search to seek or to research. And to do that, it takes time. You can ask any of the PhD students when they're doing their research, you need to take time out of your day, go to the lab and do your research, do your experiments, right? <laughs> I'm looking at Chilean and she's laughing. <laughs> also Noel, but anyway. So King David said he was to inquire at God's temple. That means that King David set aside time each day to seek God, to reflect on God's goodness, and to ask God and to know Him more. So that's what King David did every day. Do we see God as worthy of setting aside time for? How do we view um, Sunday service or homes or prayer meeting? Is it just an activity? Or is it just a time to meet, you know, friends? Or is it a time where you can spend to meet God? Let's us, let us see these activities not just as activities, but as an opportunity to dedicate time, make it special, make it sacred, to seek and soak in God's presence. You know, we live in London, and there's a million and one things that we can choose to do on a Sunday. London has so many activities to keep us occupied. You know, there's maybe there's a new cafe that opened up and you want to go for a Sunday brunch. Or you want to go to a pub and have Sunday roast. Or there's a football game happening and you want to go watch it with your friends. But when you choose God over all these things, 
you begin to see growth in all areas of your life. So to see growth, let's choose to root down with God. Before I close, I just want to ask the worship team to um, even come up. So if we think of ourselves as plants in God's garden, so the question for us is, what is our condition? What do we look like? Are we producing fruit and flowers? Are our leaves green and strong and healthy? Or are we starting to show some signs of wilting? Are we starting to show some signs that we're drying out, that our roots are rotting? So to kind of summarize what I was talking about earlier, if we want to restore our spiritual health and produce growth, there are three things that we need to do. Number one is realize that we need God more than gold or silver, more than anything in this world. He is the force that sustains us and satisfies us. So we need to realize and acknowledge that. And the second thing then, after realizing that, is to love God with our all. With all our hearts, all our minds, and all our soul. And the third thing, in order to see growth, is to set apart time to seek God and to dwell in His presence. In, in a moment, we're, we're going to worship God together. But before we do that, um, yeah, I would like to pray or, or give a, a call out to a few people here maybe. And yeah, we would like to pray for you. So there are two groups of people um, that we would like to pray for today. The first group, you know, everything seems to be going well in your life. You're doing well at school. Um, you have a great paying job. You know, you've met a lot of different people. You've met a lot of friends. So you think, yeah, on the outside, you know, it looks good. You have, you have leaves growing, maybe a few flowers, it looks good. But underneath all that, you know, deep down inside, you know that it's empty. You know deep down that your roots are starting to rot or maybe starting to dry out. You know it's not healthy anymore. You don't feel peace in your heart, in your mind. You feel empty. You're constantly not satisfied. You're feeling anxious, fearful, depressed. Maybe now is the time to start acknowledging that we don't have it all. To start acknowledging that nothing else can satisfy. Only God can. Maybe now is the time to desire again that closeness with God. To desire again to love Him with your all. Not just because you want Him to answer your prayers, but to love Him just because of who He is. And there's also a second group of people that I would like to pray with as well. These are some, some people or some of us that are struggling to see any growth. 
you know, you've been coming to church, you've been coming for prayer meeting, you know the word says that God is able to provide for all our needs, but you're not seeing any change. You're not seeing any growth. Maybe, can I suggest, it's time to stop doing all the other things that you're doing and start choosing God. Start to get serious with God. You know, it may involve some sacrifice, saying no to some things. And it might be painful. And you might be afraid of losing out. Oh, if I don't go for this thing, I might lose out on a promotion. If I don't do that thing, um, yeah, I, I may, may miss out on this important class that will help me score, and score in my exam. But if you choose God, you can never lose. If you choose to set apart time for God, you will never lose. You will only see tremendous growth and change. The ones that you have been waiting for. Yeah, so these are the two um, things that I would like to pray for, for us today. And if that's you, I would like to invite you to respond just as you know we read and I told you earlier that when Jesus says something, there is a response, there is an action to take. So we will worship together but if that's you and you want to respond to God we'd like to invite you to even come up to the front and say I need you God I need you I know I've been chasing all these other things but now I see that I really need you and I cannot be fulfilled I cannot be satisfied unless I have you and I want more of you this year I don't want any more of the riches and, and the things of this world, but I want you. And I want to choose to say that you are worthy of setting aside time for. You are more than worthy of the events and activities and the things in my schedule. That I want to set aside time for you every day. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axechurch.uk. God bless.